All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? God, I hate my laugh in that. Welcome to episode 362 of the Real Life Podcast. You're the one that made that. Go to work on your laugh, bro. Uh, Actually, I paid someone to make that. (laughs) He just happened to have that clip. That's that's a laugh in itself. There you go. Yep, your producer can't even make the own intros for the show. Episode 362 brought to you by the HGA Group, who we love very much. Here to make your business better. Find them on Twitter at the HGA Group, Instagram, HGA Group. You know you know the drill. Um, we were chatting before the show, so I'm just going to naturally pick it right back up on the air. Uh, time change for everyone. You yeah. said it's rough for you. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I, I think I'm letting it get to my head, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it threw me off. Like I've got my whole routine I do on Sundays. I play hockey at six 45, come home, crush a quick dinner and then kind of like ease myself into bed and I'm asleep by 10. Okay. Uh, but everything was backwards. I couldn't go to sleep at 10 because it was nine in my head. So I had a tough time getting to sleep. So I didn't get to bed till like 11, 1130 nine, whatever. And then all of a sudden that's like, I'm going to sleep in or whatever. And I wake up and it's like, holy shit, it's eight. That's not good. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already behind the eight ball when it's eight. I set an alarm even on weekends. Uh, I don't like to sleep too much of my day away. I will have an afternoon nap. I love a nap. Oh yeah. But I like to yeah. get my morning going. And yesterday just, I didn't remember it was daylight savings time and it fucked me up because it woke me up an hour earlier than my head was thinking it was groggy bag off my entire day tired bag milk very tired bag milk 
Yeah. Very, very tired. It's, it's funny. It's, it's just an hour, but it, it, it like doesn't, it's not like this takes me a long time to get over, but just like, that's just noticeably, you know, just, I'm you sluggish. just, you just yeah, a little slow. Like today, like, it's like, okay, well I need to have a third coffee, which is a stretch. Yeah. I never have an afternoon coffee. I'm having an afternoon coffee as I speak. Yeah, I sorry. was worried yesterday because Mrs. and I went to see Batman yesterday. That's another Batman that I've the seen Batman. over you, Tyler. The Batman. Mm-hmm. By the way, Tyler has not seen any Batman movies. Yeah, the reason why I said that. Or any superhero movies or just Batman? That's, any that's what he also movie. said. Oh my God, dude. Why? So I knew I was in for a three-hour slog yesterday and I was really worried about falling asleep in the oh, theater and I was yeah. battling it. I had to have a coffee way later than I normally would in the day. Oh, so that, that takes away later. from the movie enjoyment when you're trying to fight staying awake. Exactly. And the movie was really good. I thought it was really well done and it was fun. And three hours flew by, but I was stressed about it leading, walking into the theater. Good news is Sunday matinee had the place to myself. Oh, that's nice. So how's the, how's, Edward, how's the new Batman character? Yeah, Edward is Cullen is a good Batman. So what I would say about Robert Pattinson, Batman is that one he is excellent Batman to the Bruce Wayne is a little weird because he's okay. kind of like in this sad boy, my chemical romance concert, Bruce Wayne, as opposed to like the playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne that I'm used to. So it just took an adjustment. Mm-hmm. However, his Batman it, is very good. Does he, so is it set where, cause obviously he's much younger than like Michael Keaton. He's younger than Christian Bale was like, is it set in a time where it could you can understand why he's so much younger? I think so. Yeah, I think they, they put it together really weird. It's just I it took me a minute to get my mind around it because he was not Playboy Bruce Wayne. He was just, you know, if he was driving around on his on his crotch rocket listening to AFI Miss Murder from 2003, you'd be like, oh, that fits. You know? <laughs> Fair. I get it. I'm saying. I enjoyed it. Loved it. Again, another Batman that Tyler's yet to see. Jay you guys in your time change, though. How I, old do you I think will, Michael Keaton get... was when he was Batman, Chalmers? Michael Keaton, when he was Batman? Yeah. Was probably 38, 40? Holy fuck, you nailed us, 38. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you made how that comment that, 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 that Pattinson's much younger than all of them, and I'm trying to, oh, I had to do the math to see how right you well, were. Well, he's got to be late, early 30s, Robert Pattinson, so... Robert Pattinson is da, 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 35. 35. So we're not talking about much of an age difference here. No, not yeah, really I mean, well, actually. But but they do like you gotta admit Robert Pattinson kinda has like he kinda looks young. Well <laughs> right? you got you got Twilight on the mind. Yeah. I do got Twilight on the mind, yeah. So that's okay. But I just, I just wanted to compare because it's it's funny how time flies and we'll make a comment like that without even really like like doing the math on it because like when michael keaton was batman i was like five and he was a hundred years old like uh, that's what it felt like so like all 38 year olds are basically a hundred oh yeah like when you were like when i was like seven ten (laughs) twelve if you were 30 you may as well have been a hundred I had that I similarly. You guys will laugh at me for this, but I was sitting the other day talking with Amber because it's almost her birthday. Um, and like the both of us are getting to our mid twenties and we were laughing about like, oh, I remember when you like first turn 18 and you're like, wow, someone's like 26 and you're like, whoa, they're like almost 30. Like that's crazy old. And then now you're at that age and you're like, I don't even feel that way at all. I struggled with my 25th birthday for some reason. Like that is the only milestone birthday I've had where it's like, holy shit. Like I'm feeling that like, 
like I'm getting older, like, cause I'm like, that's halfway to 50. I'm like, Oh my God, that's basically three quarters of the way to dead. Anyways, that, that was me when I turned 35 to be yeah. honest, but the, that was, which was only two years ago, but it's because it was a solo pandemic birthday where oh, yeah. it was kind of like one of the, not a milestone, but you know, 35 was kind of in there. Yeah, And I was just like, I did it by myself and I was zooming my buddies Uh, and drinks on zoom. And I was just like, this is a rough one. Yeah. And and, and (laughs) that's more circumstance, but because it it ended in a five, it gave you that reflection. And then it's a reflection in that circumstance. And you're like, Oh my God, this is what life am I living? Yep. My, my, uh, my 40th was during the pandemic and, uh, yeah, we couldn't like, you couldn't do anything. And literally like, so like Chalmers and my other buddy were nice enough. We went for an outdoor walk with our dogs and then Chalmers was nice enough to have a outdoor, uh, it was minus 10 and he had a fire outside and we sat outside cause it was pandemic. Couldn't yeah. hang it inside. Like, so that was my 40th birthday, <laughs> just sitting around a fire in minus 10 outside. The weirdest. It was weird. It was weird, but it was fun. I, I was very appreciative Chalmers. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. We can, we, we, we still have time. We can do something. We can do something else. I mean, we do, we do do a few trips, but oh, yeah, do something yeah. else. Oh yeah. No, there's yeah, no, I'm any, not. any excuse, any excuse to go away with, with the buddies and, oh, and the wives yeah. and go somewhere fun. Auto in. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, we were talking entertainment at the beginning of this and it made me think about something. Did anybody catch the critics choice awards last night? No, no, I, I believe, I believe there was an all time, <laughs> All-time uh, uh, underdog win that is just the biggest load of bullshit in the best actor category of a drama series. You had to think that the lock to get it was Kendall Roy in Succession. Absolutely. Well, guess who won? Oh, inventing Anna. No, the Korean guy from Squid Game. Ah. <sighs> That, what that the hell are Squid we Game doing? was big. People so which critics? Like like public opinion critics or like Siskel and Ebert it's critics? Like the, it's, it's it's writers. It's writers and critics and, and, and they all vote on it. But like he turned in Kendall Roy was well, more people, it's a popularity favorite. game. More people have watched Squid Game than Succession, I'm sure. Probably. Well, but Succession won best supporting actress and best supporting actor for actress? Roman one. Actress, best supporting actress was won by Shiv. Shiv, oh fuck, Shiv drives me nuts. Well, I guess I mean she's I a good actress, just like Johnny Drama always drove me nuts, but he was really good at driving me nuts. Yeah, I just thought that was. I thought I thought that should should get a little pub today because that this seems to be like the all time snubbing in the world. Like he, well, we know you're like Succession for life. Like you're yeah. a little biased to this. Well, maybe. Like where? How come? How come? You know. Kevin Costner for Yellowstone didn't win or, or Beth. They weren't even nominated while well, there. I'm offended. Great, great programs snubbed. <laughs> I thought inventing Anna might take a uh, run for it. Cause I don't know if anyone's watching that, but uh, it took I'm me a ep- few. I'm on episode two and I got to say, I like it a whole lot more than I was expecting. to. Yes, exactly. I, I, I was watching it cause I'm like, Oh, it's about like fashion and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I knew it was a show I could watch. Um, Cause my, 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 my girlfriend loves, loves fashion. So I'm like, okay. And it's so hard to find a show to watch from. I'm like, okay, we'll watch this. And I'm, I'm like, we'll do it for her. And I think I might get some entertainment out of it. I think I'm liking it more than her. Whew. 
I like I started it just because everybody was talking about it and I didn't want to be left out like a little bit of FOMO and first episode I was hooked. I'm in. I well, like it, it. it took me about two episodes. I'm now like over the fact like to be two episodes to get over the fact that that's Ruth Langmore. If yes. for all you Ozark. That, so that, was that really rattled me yeah. because it was one of those things where I'm like, why do I know her for some reason? I can't figure it out. Yeah. And then when it clicked, it, I just can't not see it now. Now she's Anna. So now when I see Ruth, I'll be like, mm-hmm. like Anna plays Ruth. Like and I, I've, I've now fully converted to the other side. So it's a very interesting show. Anyways, we don't need to bore people with our television habits, even though I'm very excited for uh, my favorite, one of my favorite Netflix shows that just came back. The last kingdom with my boy, Uhtred, son of Uhtred. If anyone watches that, <laughs> um, I, I feel like we should talk about this news a little bit. First off, before I get to it, well, Chalmers, did you see the Christian Kirk deal? Did I see the what? Christian Kirk, NFL free agency is kind of opening up, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars are giving Christian Kirk four years, $84 million. What? Christian Kirk's going to make like 21 mil a year. That's insane. Your rum tricks watching the players championship. That doesn't even make any sense. I got, I got a DraftKings going. Um, Okay. Now now I'm sidetracked. Did you see my DraftKings win over the weekend? No. no, was it big? I did a uh, an eight dollar contest basically on Saturday night for the Oilers game, and I won four hundred fifty six US. Wow, that's a nice haul, bro. I came. That was a really nice one. I came fifth place out of uh, fifth place out of thirty five hundred people. Yeah, um, McDavid and Kostin. My lineup: I did McDavid, Kane, Yamamoto. Uh huh. Um, and then I did a big San Jose shark stack, Logan Couture, Jonathan Dolan, Brent Burns, Aiden Hill, and Timo Meyer. They beat the Kings five, nothing. Um, but I was sitting there and I was winning about like a hundred, 120 bucks was where I was hovering. And then the empty netter of Kane to Yamamoto oh, is what yeah. won me my big money. <laughs> so I was losing my mind. Like I had a few drinks on Saturday oh, and I'm sitting nice. there, sitting there with my buddies watching the game. And I was like, Hey, like McDavid's line comes over at the empty net. And I'm like, if I get the right empty netter here, I could be winning some like stupid good money. And actually, if McDavid would have picked up an assist on that goal, if you would have managed, if I could have gotten that one more assist from Connor McDavid, I would have won 800 US. Wow. Yeah, it was a big day for me. And then I woke up this morning and checked my DraftKings for the Players' Championship, and I did a $5 contest. There's 60,000 people in it. I woke up this morning, I was in 88th place. I was winning like 500 bucks and I've fallen off a little, but that's why I'm watching Who, who's it. Your, who's your horses in that? Because I've got some horses as well. Um, so in the PGA one, I did two lineups. The one that's winning me the most money though, uh, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, Joaquin Neiman, uh, Burns, Hatton, and Domin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I've been having a good little gambling. At any weekend. given moment, Uremchuk has a lot of money out in play, doesn't he? He I really look does. on every potential platform the there is. I just like, well, that's why I up. find it interesting that Tyler can't even like, you can't even watch a sporting event without having anything. I watched the Briar and bet. I didn't bet on the Briar. Watch the Briar final. Cause you would have bet with your heart bet on Alberta. Mm-hmm. How did our boy do in the Briar? Second place. Second place. Yeah. Oh boy. Lost to a uh, Brad Gushu rink that had just three players on the final couple days. Final, like three days, I think. Yeah, I don't want, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I won't say too much, but let uh, Ben let me on the inside of what, uh, cause he even alluded to in the podcast about like the restructure he's going to go through. Yeah. yeah. And it is heavy duty. 
it's uh, it's the, it was the talk of the curling club. Like it's fairly public knowledge that that Kui group's probably splitting up. Yeah. And it was uh, when I was at the curling club for my last game on Thursday, that's what everyone wanted to talk about. They were like, what's the Kui rink going to oh. do? Who's going where? It's oh, all I know. I know where Ben's going. Really? Yeah. I'm excited to hear this yeah. off air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the other big sports news from the weekend, Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, God. And the most obvious, like everyone knew this was coming. Yeah. Sets the stage, goes and sees Ronaldo. Like it's all like blah, blah, blah. Like I've got a lot of respect for Brady. Like you can't not knock him. Like it's, it's, but, uh, but the th- interesting thing to me about that is that he went as far as made that, like, you know, he loves making videos about his milestones and life events and stuff. He mm-hmm. did a retirement one. So that to me kind of was like, well, maybe he is serious because he went through the production side of it. But who I re- feel really bad for is the guy that bought his la- last TD uh, ball the day before <laughs> for 500 K. $518,000. And that ball was his last touchdown ball. Tom Brady owes him an NFT or something. Now that that ball, that ball is just a TD throw. Just an ordinary ball ball thrown in a loss in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the wild part is like, it's not even like there's a cool kind of asterisk on it or anything like that. Like it's literally just a ball now. Yeah. It's, it's just a ball. Like, so Tom, and you know what? Tom Brady will catch when he'll probably do something to make whole, make that guy hold similar to what happened to the person who was it the ball or whatever that he, that it was the guy in the crowd who caught the ball, right? Yeah. Well, cause Evans threw it into the crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He took care of him. So hopefully like 500 K man, like that's a lot of money. And then for it to go to zero (laughs) within 24 hours, that is a risky bet. Oh man. I would love to know what that guy was feeling when he saw that. Actually I'm coming back. Oh, you shouldn't. Oh, no, I, I, you know what? I like, yeah, I don't that know. I show. I wouldn't have done it. Like, first of all, I don't have five hundred grand to spend on football, but if I did, I'd be like, I don't like, you got a question if Tom's coming back. <laughs> Anyways. A, oh man. I can only imagine how that guy was feeling. Unless he's got some major fuck you dollars in the bank where I'm assuming he does. Was. Oh Yeah. You, you well, have to, to be that frivolous. Like it's you not have like, to, or you're just, that's, you know, that's, that's betting on GameStop at the top, you know, maybe that's it. As well, well now, cause well, cause now like these interesting collectible models where you can own a share of something, like put it into a vault, turn that, like sell, you know, 10 shares at a hundred grand and double your money. Maybe he had plans. So now maybe. it's, yeah. But it's a good story. <laughs> I, I I feel like Tom will make him whole for some reason. I just feel like he will. No way he's giving. And then make a video K. about it. Maybe you get like he'll get like something small, but I don't think he's getting anywhere close to the money he lost. Oh, some one of five Tom Brady NFT that's coming. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's simple. <laughs> merch, man. Merch, merch. A TB12 hat. <laughs> um, before we keep moving on. We're bouncing around a lot as yeah. we do. We're, um, we're avoiding the the like the we ama- like the fun, amazing subject we're talking about. It's not shitting on the other state; it's praising the other state. Our friends at uh, Points Bet Canada they had us hooked up with some briar packages, and uh, Greg Allen was one of the people who won our contest and got to go. And he sent us a DM today saying, "Thanks again for the briar package. We were able to share the tickets around the family and made use of all but Thursday's draw. Great times had by all." So I'm over is he? I did not ask him that. He was. Given the opportunity to be, he was our points by Canada took care of him. I saw producer Liam was also out at the briar and he, he went down to Lethbridge. Yeah. He drove down to Lethbridge. Yeah. Big briar guy. Eh? Yeah. Well, there you go. Mrs. Mrs. A big yeah. uh, briar, I, briar fan, I guess. 
Um, but it looked like a great time. And also the ads with the trailer park boys and some of the curlers were hilarious. And even all the way up to the final, like points by Canada was all over it there. So it's great to see them supporting the briar. They are deeply Canadian. You gotta, you like, I can't wait till they're operational here in Alberta. Cause Hey, I'm just going to pound the shit out of that book, but everyone and everyone else should, should give it a try. Don't go as aggressive as I do, but responsibly, but I can't, (laughs) you know, they're opening up their markets in in Ontario here right away. So I'm excited for them because they have invested they say their points by Canada and they've really invested the fact that they're Canadian. Uh, and I love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, let's talk some hockey. Cause that game on Saturday was a lot of fun. Um, the Oilers, that was great. exactly what we needed. Oh. That was just what we needed. Like that was like, not only did they beat Tampa, they beat Tampa handily. It was just like, it was like systematically took them down. Like they just, they didn't, they didn't bend too much nor break. Uh, and just like, did everything except for the power play like that. But like, aside from that, PK was back. PK was huge. Unreal. PK saved the game. PK saved the game. Cause yeah, Miko, Miko was great. And that extended five on three was just, that was a tough kill and they got it done. We didn't let, uh, you know, getting a hundred shots in their goalie and not scoring get to us. They just kind of believed that the, the goals would come and they did. So like if that, if, if, if that's the Oilers for the rest of the season, Need not worry. Still add and address some issues, but need not worry. Yeah. If they play the way they did against Washington and Tampa the rest of the way out, they're going to be fine. I know. And the shitty thing is, is they've got lower caliber competition here. So if they can play like they did on Saturday against those teams and not stoop to the level. Yeah. Even though Detroit and Buffalo are now like hard to play against. You got to give them some respect. They don't win too much. Buffalo owns, owns the Leafs. Love it. One thing that I was watching for on Saturday was in the third period, I was wanting to see if, okay, you had the lead. Are they going to sit back and try to defend until the clock runs out? Or are they going to keep pushing for offense? And I loved seeing that they kept pushing for offense. They were shooting from everywhere. They were getting traffic and like credit where credits due. had it not been for Brian Elliott. We're talking about a well beyond a four, one way and the posts. Like, Oh yeah. They hit five posts. So many posts and and Brian Elliott stood on his goddamn. I don't know how that Yamo slash Kane goal didn't go in. Did you guys think like, did you get the feeling to me as the same as I did that it kind of felt like that was what a playoff game looks like from the Oilers. Like they kind of, the intensity was there from top to bottom. Yeah, It just, it had more of a playoff feel to it. And it was the first time I've really seen the Oilers, you know, play against one of the best teams in the league, obviously, but they kind bro- of ramp up that, um, that, that level of play. There was some chippiness. There was some pushing and shoving. I thought the Oilers overall brought the intensity up. And the one thing that I've complained about that I felt like they had big celebrations. Like you could tell they really wanted it. Yeah. And when they were scoring those goals, whether it was the beauty from McDavid oh. or the late one from dry like those two guys were fired up to do what they could to help the Oilers win. That, and I loved seeing it. That McDavid shot was just everything both both those two goals like when the he turned styled headman like come on. Fuck. oh yeah yeah it, well, exactly but i just i love i just love a good snipe and but that's the thing you made the comment about them shooting like they're like on the power play yeah. they're starting to take more shots like it's it's good like that's a noticeable change that i'm liking that, that, that we're doing that i'm liking a lot and, and now we just need to figure out how to like convert a little bit more because it's amazing how imagine our power play is humming. Like we'll be throttling teams. Now went one for seven against Tampa. Can you imagine if they would have went two or three for seven? It'd have been a six, one game. Oh, easily, easily. Um, 
But yeah, that was just really re- reassuring to see. Now that doesn't mean Ken doesn't have to do anything with the trade line. We still need to address some things, but uh, you know, the other thing we have to make, I, I have to call this out uh, is Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian has been running around the last couple games yep. and hitting guys. Now I'm, I have to say, cause like that hasn't, was not happening all season. I'm wondering if he feels safer wearing his bubble on going around and having to hit guys, knowing that he doesn't have to pay any price. I have to, I have to ask the question. I don't care if that is the case. I don't care either. So that's the thing. He doesn't have to fight in the new NHL. That's the whole thing. So like, I hope when that thing comes off, I hope that's the exact same guy we saw on the weekend. Cause that's a factor. He's a factor. There was even a point where he was lining up for a face off and you could tell whoever he was lining up with was giving him shit. And Cassian like pointed at his cage and was like, you know, whatever he would have said there, like, I can't fight you. <laughs> and then Cassian, that shift went and fucking ran someone over. Probably should have been interference, but it was like, man, like you're right. I think he does just feel he like he's untouchable because he's wearing that cage. I know. And he's and, and, but like, that's the okay. <laughs> exactly. Just, just keep it on the rest just of have the a eye. permanently Face broken busted. orbital bone. Can you imagine I think if that's he did? the move. <laughs> but like, like I said, like that's, that's a factor. Like he was a factor. Archibald being back in the lineup. He was, he was throwing his, his body around like that ad. Like we were much tougher in that game. I really do think part of the reason they brought back Archibald as quick as they did. Like they didn't give him a ton of time to skate and get up to speed. Showcase them. They're showcasing them. Right. Like they, I, I would say 80% chance he's moved next Monday. That was a bad look for him against Sergachev. He got fucking ragdolled. Sergachev got, got like mean, a foot on him, though. Yeah, I feel like he just didn't get set up. Like I feel like he could have done much better. Um, Sergachev just had the advantage. He had the high ground the whole time. What do, What do we think he was saying with two like that? Two I only cups. got two minutes. Well, I asked that? you. To, I asked you to real lip read that on Twitter, Charles. Well, okay, so as he's as he's going to the penalty box, it's clear as day he's calling him a loser. He's saying you're a fucking loser, loser, buddy. And then they sit down and he starts putting up the two fingers, but you never get a good shot of his face. I really didn't know what yeah. he was. It was either two time two cup your guys yeah. in the box. Yeah, he's, chir- he's chirping the fans for insane two cups. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah. Two cups, two rings, two rings. That was good though. That was a really entertaining hockey game. And you're right. Like if they play that well, the rest of this week, there's no reason why they can't run the table against Detroit, Buffalo and Jersey. And then you look across uh, the division and in the LA Kings lost twice to San Jose. Granted one was in uh, OT, but still they're suddenly within reach and Vegas all of a sudden is looking like, you know, if they don't really get their act together, Vegas could be in Edmonton's rear view mirror, like comfortably right away. Uh, You want to say it? I just want the boys to keep winning. Yeah, just you know? keep rolling. Yeah. You, just keep you rolling. Take the losses. Well, Jay, I'll ask you. We were talking about this uh, with Rick on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. Are you actively cheering against other teams, yes. or are you just kind of? I'm doing everything right now. Karma trade. What like what was Rick's argument, Tyler? It's like thinking of the karma. He's not betting against other teams. Oh, I'm not betting against them, but I'm definitely cheering against them. I'm I'm scoreboard watching like a banshee right now. I I hardcore scoreboard watch, and Rick was saying he really doesn't because he doesn't even want to root against the other teams because he thinks it's bad hockey karma. Well, that's but that's his own perspective, and yep. that's fine. If he feels and believes in that, that's fine. I don't feel too concerned. It was a very good weekend for the on the scoreboard for us. Saturday couldn't have gone better. It was perfect. Yeah, it was it was great. So now you know we're all of a sudden developing some games in hand, um, and you know we can do some damage. It's interesting to see Vancouver climb up the ladder, but. Uh, before we jump into that, I just, I really want to talk about our, how all of a sudden we're a little bit more grittier than we, we used to be Malone mm-hmm. being up. 
going around crashing. I absolutely loved him dumping uh, Sergachev there after yeah. that goal. Loved it. And it led to that. Like, That's how you're going to stay in the lineup if you're Brad Malone. And, but that also brings like emotion and gets like, it just fires everyone up. Just, I just love it. And like, you know, sure. Archibald for limited amount of time. If, if, if we trade him, but like that adds that Kane adds a bunch of, of, of grit and toughness. Like it, it, it just shows you the effects it has. So I hope Brad Malone doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, because he is going around and he's bringing energy. So I really want to send some uh, Brad Malone love, and I we have to we have to do it, or maybe I have to do it. And you guys are more likely on this train already. Is you gotta Miko is just staying steady. Yeah, I just I just don't want them to overplay him. Did you hear what he said today? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Was that another Maddie question, Tyler? Do you know? I am not sure if it was a Maddie question, but Rashog was the one that tweeted out the quote. Um, Koskinen was presented with the idea that playing too much affects his game and said, quote, that's something you guys have made up in your heads. And that's, <laughs> you know what? I, it, it could be fair. Cause what's, I think what's going on between the ears, uh, of Miko, you know, I, I feel like he is feeling more confident. I think like he must be. Yeah. Cause he's been, he's, he's since January, he's been playing f- fantastic. If, if we had that type of goaltending all season, we, there'd be no, like, I wouldn't, you would be no need to scoreboard watch. So what I don't understand is why they're just, and I get it, I guess, but they're giving so much leash to Mike Smith. They got to send him down. I don't like, and you hear rumors that like he was asked to, or they asked, like he wanted to send him, they asked him to refuse. Like if we're bringing Skinner, we can't have three goalies up here. Like, especially going to the traded line. We can't, no, what you can't eat into the cap like that. Like yeah. you gotta, like if, if we're, we have to make that decision right away. Who's, who's, who's our two goalies. So Smith, go down and play every game in Bakersfield and try to find your shit and prove us wrong. Cause maybe that's what you need is something, some kind of fire to be lit under your ass to, or chip on your shoulder. But also if he refused, how just do it anyways. Or yeah. is he, yeah, or, like, why are we in the business of people's feelings right now is what I get. I just send him down. And if he doesn't report, can, are you not allowed to suspend him without pay? Like, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think yeah. So. So if you go to Mike Smith and you say, we're sending you down, he says, too bad I'm not going. If you're the Oilers, you say, that's nice. We get cap space, right? Like yeah. what's the downside? Yeah, yeah I, I, know. I know. Like maybe you make an enemy out of Mike Smith, but he's clearly not going to be here very long. So okay, he's not a solution. I don't think he's playing here next year. He has another year in his deal, doesn't he? He does, but I don't think it's going to, I bet you he's LTIR for the whole year. He's not hurt right now. I bet you in this summer, the Oilers are going to go to him and say, what would you like to do, Mike? Do you want to back issue? Do you want to spend the year in Bakersfield or do you want to pretend like your knees a little sore there? Big guy. (laughs) Are you allergic to your equipment, sir? Yes. Yes. I just see the ultimate out after the year of injuries he went through. I just would not be stunned at all. If it comes out this summer that he's going to retire and sit on the shelf and get the, whatever surgery it is he needs to fix the lingering thing that he has. Or you buy him out because the cap hits really nice. Oh, fuck it. We got it. No, it's not We're the worst de- buyout. We, we have to stop creating dead cap space. I We're know. already dragging enough dead bodies. But it'd be $2 million in saving next year. Yeah. Or sorry, $1.66 million in savings and then yeah. $833K in a cap penalty the year after that. But yeah, the year that after that is, you know, I don't know. You lose hurts, a little man. bit of money. That's, that's a Lucci really good. Get- that's a good fourth liner. But you lose 
No, don't, don't justify. No dead cap space is the appropriate amount of dead cap space. But then by the time there's dead cap space, at least the Andre Sekera dead cap space is off your books. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no <laughs> <laughs> and you'd only have two more years of James Neal's dead cap space and the Lucic oh, no. money's off the book. Stop. Weird. Stop. Yeah, we got a Stop. lot of, lot of good potential players tied up in dead cap space, Bill. That would also be the year uh, Oscar Clefbaum's deal runs out. Oh which is my sad. God. Yeah, but that's LTIR. That's fine. Yeah. That's LTR. That's fine. Yep. Um, I just had the Puckpedia page open, so I was rattling all that off. It's good. Ah, uh, I would do it. I'd either buy him out, or I'd be like, "Man, you can have your money, but you're sitting on LTIR. Yeah, you're not playing a game yeah. for us. Yeah, because like we have to <laughs> to use the Mike Smith analogy. We got to try to get Skinner going. Yeah, you do, and especially for next season, Skinner signed, and he's no longer waiver exempt. Like you have to be prepared next season to to run with Skinner as either a one B or like maybe he's even your one a next year, but you, you can't do it unless you give them some starts here down the stretch in pressure situations. And I get that you're not in a spot to run that risk, but it's not like you're throwing a rookie who's never played before in there. You're throwing a rookie who's shown you that he can compete at the NHL level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an interesting situation. So I doubt we're going to be trading for a goalie at the deadline. Highly doubt it. So let's, uh, yeah, let's shore up our that. other, uh, other weaknesses. What's uh what's the latest from Frank? What's he saying? Not a ton from an Oilers perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to the radio on my drive in today, and Darren Dreger said he connected the Oilers to Justin Braun, and that's happening a lot. Justin Braun is getting connected to the Oilers a lot, and it's an interesting one. Currently playing for the Flyers, he is 35 years old, so a veteran guy. He's been around the league for a while. Uh, he shoots right, though, and, and that's where I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I understand going out and wanting to get like a good veteran defense-first guy. He only makes 1.8 against the cap, so if Philly keeps a little or if they take Turris back, the deal will work. But acquiring a right shot D-man, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. Like Rashog pointed out on Twitter today, he was like, you know, they're one injury away on the right side of having to flip someone over and play their offside. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to go out and give up a third round pick or whatever it is to get Justin Braun, what are you going to, you're going to start healthy scratching Barry? Are you going to start healthy scratching Bouchard to play Justin Braun every day? Like adding a right D is, is puzzling to me or is Braun going to play his offside and he's just a righty insurance piece that they plan on playing on his offside. Like I, I don't really know how you fully make that work is my point. Unless Barry's going out the door. Barry was not bad on Saturday. No, actually and I thought was, Saturday was actually was good on the game power of the year. play. Yeah. yeah. Which is. <sighs> so then are you bringing in Braun and healthy scratching Bouchard? I, I think no, you want to give Bouchard this experience. And he's your leading goal uh, points getter from a defenseman. Yeah. So you're not like going into the playoffs without Bouchard in your lineup or are you running 11 and seven, but four righties instead of four lefties. But then like, there's not enough minutes to go around for everyone. Like, what are you going to do? Play Bouchard 12 minutes. Is Braun hard nosed? I can't remember enough about him. Is he hard nosed? He's defense first is how I would describe him. And he's been playing 59 games with the Flyers this year. Five goals. 10 assists for 15 points. Last time he was traded, Tyler was in June of 2019 from San Jose to Philly for a second and a third. Huh. 
In his last 13 games, he's played 20 plus minutes 12 times. And the one game he didn't was against Minnesota. He only played 15 shifts. I'm imagining he got hurt in that game. Like he's consistently playing 20 plus minutes a night for the Flyers. Braun's a good target. Does Philly take back Barry in the deal? I can't see it. No, that's a wonderful thinking. So I just, I don't don't, think anybody wants Barry. I think Seattle would take him. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, he's a name, you know, he's a name. They're going to lose Giordano. You know, you could use an everyday defenseman. Barry is still that. So like Barry and the Oilers third next year, former Oilers out in Seattle. (laughs) Why not? Did you see Larson score on himself in the last minute of their game? Oh yeah. That was rough for Lars. Um, I don't know. I, I like Susie too, though. Like then Susie's been mentioned by guys like Rashog as well and Dreger. So like, I think they're going to get a defenseman. It's not a question of if it's a net question of who they'll get and what else. That's it. I think that'll be just, it. just a cool off and we're done again. That's all I'm expecting. To be honest, I was putting, I started putting together my live blog today and it just, as you're working through who's available for trade, the UFAs on the team, the RFAs, the trade picks, it just nothing's lining up for a big move. That's that's all I'm saying. So just another disappointing trade deadline day. That's what my guess is. Nothing sexy. Oh, no, surprise us, Ken. Surprise us. It'd be great. Like they'll move out Archibald. And the other question, yeah, I have a that's YouTube, for a pick. Yeah, I have a YouTube video going out later today. But like, if you move Archibald for a fifth or a sixth, I don't even know if he gets for you that real. much. But just say you move out Archibald for a fifth or a sixth. Do you then go out and be like, all right, so we got that extra pick in the later rounds. Let's see what our fourth rounder in 2020. Why do we want to trade Archibald again? Because he can only play half the games. He only played 14 of the 23 games. Round one, you're playing LA, Vegas, whoever. Do you want a guy in your lineup who can't play every day? And you're not re signing him. I know, but he's he's an impact. If you're only getting a fifth or a sixth, why don't you, like, and he is an impact player physically. But if you can get a fifth or a sixth for him and then move a pick and just get a different Josh Archibald from a team that's selling. Makes okay, sense. who's a different Josh Archibald from a team that's selling? Uh, who's Ottawa? Maybe got? getting him half the games is better than any other move you can do. And and that that is that is possible. Um, do you like uh, Chris Tierney out of Ottawa if they keep some of the money? No. Doesn't hit like Archibald. Can play center though. What if you can get Cal Clutterbuck at fifty percent retained? <laughs> Cal can. Cal can. He can hit. He can't do much else. I yeah. probably would do it. But he's but. like, what? How old's Cal Clutterbuck? He's been around for a while. He's thirty-four. Yeah, like uh, his shoulders must hurt. I don't know. I just think if you can do that and get a guy who can actually play every game, you do it. And like, solid on your PK. Yeah. Physical threat. Can't hit an open net. Also took a stupid penalty and cost them a game last time they were in the playoffs. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It was a bad penalty, but we still should win that game. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they do keep him though, just because I'm looking at the schedule. March, the rest of March is home game heavy. Yeah. You've got between now and the end of the month, the only away games are Colorado, Dallas. So he can't go to those. 26 against Calgary. He can go, but what didn't Woodcroft say he has to drive himself there? Yeah, he or has something? to go himself. <laughs> he can so come funny. on the bus. Yeah, come on the bus with us. We're leaving early enough. 
And then, uh, then I well, I guess April's got a lot more away games, but the rest of March is quite home heavy. Like I don't know, I, it's you have to. Do you play Archibald at home and Sevier on the road? Do you play Archibald on the road in a Sevier jersey? Oh, good question. You, you want to do some human <laughs> smuggling here? Yeah, you smuggle them on the plane. What? No, that's not Josh Archibald. That's Colton Sevier. Yeah. <laughs> Like, ah, sure, whatever. We don't know what either one looks like. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a quiet deadline. Like, I don't like if you're not if you're gonna if you're gonna lose that grit and not replace it, then fifty percent of grit versus zero percent is something you've got to consider. Yeah. What is Chalmers doing? He's was watching golf. Just watching. Yeah, golf. he's cozy. Yeah, and but you got to take a screenshot of that. Yeah, yeah heavy breather. Oh, is it? Because yeah. I, because my boy Cam Smith, the mulleted man from Australia, just darted one to like six inches. How good is it having that final round of golf on a Monday over doing the pod, eh, boys? Yeah. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith just had an all-time front nine. He started off with four birdies, par birdie, four bogeys. Or yeah, he had five pars, five. Sorry, five birdies mm-hmm. and. Two bogeys and a par. It's entertaining. My God. My God. <sighs> oh, my boy. Victor Hovland's in the mix. Yeah, some, he some is. Reason Victor Hovland's in the mix. Did you just drain that? Oh, he did. Nice. I also like that if you, rec- like, if you rewind back in time to 1251, Chris Chalmers. Can't come into this studio. Four different trades all working in-house at the same time. Need to make sure they're playing nice. Yeah. Yep. And where are you right now, Chalmers? <laughs> so the house that I'm renovating is very close to my parents and I had to get out of there and I didn't <laughs> want to do this in my truck. So I came to my parents' house um, because they, I, I take care of their house while they're out of town. Yep. And so I decided that I would come do <laughs> the podcast from here. Hey, this is far from the studio. I come to the studio and it is, I'm losing a lot of day. And lot so of I'm going to sit here. I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to watch some golf. When we're done this, I'm going to get back to the site, make sure everybody hasn't killed each other yet. And this, you know, this is just construction for you. Anybody that likes to hear construction, like when you have a major renovation, you've got to schedule people to do work so that they can, you know, not be all over each other. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people not putting pride on their work because they kept pushing me off. They kept telling me there was delays. I kept, I kept hounding them, hounding them, hounding them. And now guess what? They all get to be in there together on a day where four of them, where I had spread them out and scheduled them beautifully. Hey, that's just, you know, their fault. It's on them. So it's on them. It's on them. But yeah, so today was, uh, yeah, today was just not a day. And right up until like around 1249, I was basically, <laughs> you know, making sure everybody knew exactly what they had to do. And yeah, so now I'm sitting here watching some golf. Cut it, cut it cozy. That's good leadership. You just you came, provided some assert, proper assert dominance, assert dominance, pro, assert, assert dominance. Uh, yeah. Preached pride. And preached pride. Made sure you gotta, you gotta make sure you get there first so you can put on your music, assert your dominance, get the best, get the best parking stall. It's like, it's funny when you go to, when, when you're on a job site like that and trades, like three trades are all showing up. It's funny how whoever shows up first it's kind of like now their site, like everybody else has to kind of like, they're allowed to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? They, they can put their garbage wherever they want. They can work in whatever room they want. And everybody else kind of is on their site. So yeah, it's important getting there first. 
Interesting life. I, I don't know if it's a life hack, but just a yeah. knowledge challenge is spitting knowledge. Get there at seven, get First there at 7am. Well, or get there 7am today is tough. 7am is 8am to me today. Yeah. Yep. You guys are ridiculous with your time change. I had a, I, I, I stayed up way too late on Saturday as I always do. And we had a, uh, my son's first baseball tryout on Sunday morning. So, you know, I don't want to hear you guys, you, you guys in your, Oh, I woke up late and I had to make myself breakfast. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> it's did. tough, Chalmers. Uh, it's not tough. It's not tough. How do you it feel is. today? I feel fine today. I feel like a normal yeah, day. I feel like you're like superhuman though. Yeah. You got, you got some kind of extra energy, extra gear that I just don't have. It's funny. I've been really going to bed early on Sunday nights. And last night I went to bed at like 945. And I never even dawned on me that that was like 845. You know what I mean? Just out of sight, out of mind. I guess I try not to worry about those little things. Yeah. Touche. Play through the pain. Yeah. Mind over matter. Yeah. (laughs) Mind over matter. You okay? You You good? That was a good one. I'm a, I'm a sneezer. And that was very interesting during early COVID. Like I'm a sneezer and early COVID when we didn't know much about it, I was like a ticking time bomb. And anytime I would sneeze, it was a scene. Yeah. People don't like that. No, I know. So like I tried, I'm trying to like suppress sneezing period now, which is so tough because naturally I'm a sneezer. Yeah. You'll pop a blood vessel doing that. I know, man. It's, it's hard work, but like you're, you're sitting there, sitting in a store and you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be patient zero in the store. But uh, yeah, that was, that was a lifestyle change for me. Before we keep cruising along, give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. They have a store, a physical store. You can go in, see the stuff, put your hands on their Twig and Berries branded underwear. It's out in St. Albert, right by the casino on the north end of uh, St. Albert, or sorry, south side of St. Albert, just off the north end of Edmonton. Twig and I was doing some social posts for Twig and Berries this week, and I was just cruising through their social to see if there was anything new that we had to be talking about. There again, I saw Brad Stepanko looking stylish and happy in his mm-hmm. sack undies. Comfortable. Right on the Instagram page. Comfortable yep. and supported. 100%. It's like a hug for your nether regions. Nation 15. Check it out. Twig and Berries. Ram Chuck is watching golf and having a side conversation with Frank Saravalli at the moment. So we are getting big timed. Uh, yeah, there is a uh, lot going on in my life right now. Well, tell us why there's a lot going on. Why are you side chatting with Frank Saravalli during this podcast? Tell us. Give he, the audience some context. He wanted a certain clip from our interview with Luke Robitaille this morning mm-hmm. on the DFO Rundown. Find it wherever you get your podcast from. Robitaille is very good. Him and Gregor kept talking about some weird French show that they both watched growing up. What was the show? What was it called? What was what was it called? Hockey, the French hockey show. It was a French hockey show and it had some name to it. I think it was... Oh, Gregor can speak French hockey? too. He was French yeah. immersion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so him and Robot, I had a great chat about that. But Frank texted me and was like, hey, I need this clip. And I was like, okay, I'm recording real life right now. Delegate. We have a new guy, Princey, down in Calgary. So I texted Princey and I was like, hey, man, can you grab this clip? And he was like, yep, I'm on it. So then Princey sent me the clip. I sent it back to Frank. And Frank was like, that's not the clip. And I was like, okay, well, you'll have to wait because I can't do it right now, Frank. I'm recording a podcast. It sounds like you should have just connect Princey directly to Frank and they yeah. could have just handled this and you could be unencumbered <laughs> during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you took the burden on. Yeah. I Can't let it go. Do. I'm sorry, guys. So what, but I, I guess uh, I was trying to set up a segue for for not what you just yeah, talked you about. Were. I thought you were going to talk about something completely different. You thought I was going to next Monday. Next Monday. We're on a T. 
We have a very exciting show we're doing. Usually our daily face-off show goes live 10 o'clock mountain and is only half an hour. Since it's trade deadline day, we are going to be going live for three and a half hours. Three and one half. Three and one half. That is a total of six, 12, 18, 210 minutes of nonstop hockey talk. And this is a very exciting show. The full teaser video was out now on all of our social media accounts. Um, but obviously, Frank, big insider. I'll be there hosting. We got Burnside. We got McKenna. We got Matt Larkin. We have Chris Peters. We have Chris Gear, the former AGM of the Vancouver Canucks. And we're bringing on Pete Blackburn from Bali Sports. And if you follow okay. Pete on Twitter, he is hilarious. I hope you're talking marbles a little bit. Is Pete, is that a Pete Blackburn thing? Yeah, he does marble racing on Friday nights and gets a shitload of people watching them. Wow. Yeah. You know what, Pete Blackburn? I'm surprised you're not betting on it. I would, now that I know. Do you know what Pete Blackburn did? What did he do? Race do marbles? Do you remember when I did my very first lip reading ever and it was the Wayne Gretzky talking to... Oh, uh, there's some Chelios. beef here. Yes. He took my video and he tweeted it out and he did not... And I was getting like... We had over like a hundred thousand impressions on that video. Like it was something I had like never, it was a rocket to the moon, that one. And he took it and he tweeted it and he didn't, he didn't quote tweet it. He didn't do anything like that. He just tweeted it as if it was his. And now what? Do I have to bring it up with him? Yeah, we, it's, we, we it's, could maybe set something it's up. Kind of mis- Monday's <laughs> kind of awkward. So we should have a segment where Chalmers and Pete air out, air out their grievances. Usually I'd be down, but I honestly think this show is going to be so jam packed with the amount of stuff we'll be doing. Like I think three and a half hours is going to fly by. I almost wanted to suggest we do more. Um, and the, the nice or the, the catch, one of the unique parts of this is that Frank Saravalli is going to be on camera the whole time. So like our show will be going, you know, standard screen size. And then up in the top right hand corner, it's going to be like the Sarah Volley surveillance. Isocam. Isocam. And it's just all day. You will be watching Frank as he works the phone, texts, calls, sources, scribbling on his little notepad, getting trades lined up, seeing who's going where. And then all he has to do is touch the little button on his mic turn it on and say, guys, I got to trade. So you will see him. He'll oh, have, that's cool. He will have that phone up to cool. ear. That's unique. He'll hang up and he'll turn on his mic and go, I just found out a trade. So if you're watching our coverage, which will be live on the daily face off Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, watch and our coverage the network as well. Yeah. You are going to get it quicker than anybody. Get it here first. Exactly. When and fr- like, if you've, I mean, if you've watched trade deadline before, you know that, those guys tend to disappear off the screen yeah. or they're just not shown at all. So it's going to be fun watching Frank in his element, kind of almost a big brotherish camera. Oh, I'm looking forward for him to hit the, I've got a trade and just yeah. interject. It's going to be great. Do you have and, a sound yeah. effect for when he jumps in Tyler? We like uh, breaking we news horn or something. Yeah. No, you need one. You're so not present right now. Tyler, you're No, you are not. Why aren't I present? I said we could probably get a sound thing. What? It's also super dialed. We were not talking about a sound. Oh, yes, we were talking about a sound You were talking about a sound Maybe I'm not present. Yeah, you're not. I'm not present because of I'm watching you being not present. You're watching the golf and I have it on my laptop. The skies just opened up and it is pouring there right now. Are they going to get like... It's like this is subarctic conditions in Jacksonville, Florida. These, it has just been a monsoon there this weekend. This is in Florida. I thought it was in California. 
No, it's oh, in Ponte Verde, Florida. Oh, oh, come on, buddy. I'm thinking Back of to the else. deadline, Tyler. If yep. you're doing that, Jay, are you doing the pregame show then? Oh, oh uh, fuck me. They played that day. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I'll do it, Caroline. But I'm going to be in here. Yeah, so we'll like just kind of... Or we'll just go live with the pregame show at 2 o'clock. Yeah, that's fair. We'll yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll break down the trades. Push it an hour. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I'll join it anyways. Yeah, sure. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a full house. crash it. It's fine. Yeah, I'll just pack it. Everyone get in here. It's cavalcade. Chalmers, get yeah, in there. Traded Chris. line. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, actually, you should. You and Frank should. You, when it winds down, you should come on. You and Frank should rehatch your uh, your beef as well. Sure. Anytime. That'd be I'd great. Like and I'll just the start, trade I'll deadline just show making... get derailed by Chalmers just airing grievances and yeah. flexing on beefs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just come in and just start hi, just hijacking yeah. from all the real news of the day. Uh, if you want, if, if you think I'm the one who's going to kill any sort of fun on this show and we will still have fun. We have a couple of nice ideas, but I pitched something that was like light. And the text I got back from Frank was, this is a news day, not a comedy hour. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. So, so that's a no on that idea. Frank. <laughs> we gotta, we, just, we gotta break him down a little bit. He's in the independent silly space here. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, so funny. we gotta bring in some entertainment, but I'm glad you guys have some ideas around that. <laughs> yeah, we got a few. Um, Ryan Clark from the Athletic, I think, is going to be around as well. Like we, we have a ton of bodies. They'll be flying in and out. Uh, my boy Scott Burnside is out right now, like pre-taping a bunch of interviews with players who have been traded at the deadline and all of that kind of stuff. Um, really, really cool. Awesome. Former GMs who have made big deadline splashes. We'll have like exclusive interviews, all this kind of stuff. Jeff Kevin Lowe talking about 06. Should we should I should reach out actually. You got an interview with Kenny Hall, uh, uh, Uncle Ken, after uh, deadline day ends? Probably not. Oh, my God. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, my, we better do if something. We, if we, <laughs> we did need the, some iteration of 06 to happen this If we year. did do anything, uh, first question would be, Ken, you opted to move a fifth rounder instead of a fourth. Uh, why did you feel the need to be so conservative? His answer is just like, eh. Guy in the record. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope uh, they make a splash. I hope they prove us wrong and just do something wild. They have to. If he's saying we're in win now mode, your actions have to back up that statement. Yep. What actions this year have shown to you were in win now mode? The I'm, signing, I'm just saying he has said it. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. Nothing's happened yet. Oh, weird. Nothing. Your M chug is sidetracked again. I know. Oh, it's a mess today, you guys. <laughs> Jeez. I haven't done any of the number reporting that I need to do. It's just life is just wild today. And I'm sitting here trying to watch golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got all this work to do. You're actually recording a podcast, but you really your focus is on watching golf. Yep. This yeah. golf. You're everybody's making birdies. Everybody's making bogeys. There is hardly nary a par to be made out there. This is going to be a great final round if they can ever get it finished. Danny Bergs, he can knock this down for me. Come he on, just man. did. Oh, I had a boy. Spoiler you're, alert. You're, you're, yeah, you're about 15 seconds ahead of me, I think. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Fired up. Ooh. Exciting. Frank tweeted the teaser video for uh, the Pizza Show. Excellent. It's official. So it is official it's this week. Hey, and anybody realize how much they liked Oilers games at late night on a Saturday? Did it remind anybody considering we've had two afternoon games, then another one coming on Saturday, another one, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, another one o'clock on special Saturday. home. Yeah. It's just and so then, weird. But then we get the eight o'clock battle of Alberta. So that's nice. In Calgary. But, Hello. 
God, I love Saturday night, eight o'clock games. Like it's my, it's my favorite time for a hockey game. I like it as a consumer of them. But when I'm doing my, like the B cast as an example, Chalmers was just a little bit quieter on Saturday just because it's late, you know? You really is so after the five o'clock game against I think it was Montreal. Um, that, that one was, was a, that one was gas, but because first of all it was early, people were around, and everybody was mad. Yeah, right. But like I think if this one is if the win against Tampa was say even just a seven o'clock start as opposed to an eight o'clock start, I think it would have been the same vibes. But by the time I actually got the article up at ON, uh, got a couple of things. Chatted yeah. with a couple of things with Zach and Cam, then jumped on the B cast. It was about 1130 by the time I got going. Yeah, it's pretty late, actually. Yeah. I'm not really thinking about it from a beat cast point of view, though. Especially with I'm the thinking time about change. It from a, I just finished dinner. I've got probably some friends over and we are into the cocktails. Oh, yeah. No, it's a good social. Like if, if from the social <laughs> oh, yeah. side, it's it's great. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it's 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 a late night, too. Like if you're kicking on mm. after like it's a late night. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. As a consumer of such a game, I would very much enjoy it. Yeah. I was, uh, I was at home alone, dog sitting, dog sitting my own dog. So <laughs> that's watching having a dog. Yeah. That's just called being yeah. at home. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> hot dog it. So dash hounds, uh, they imprint on one of their, uh, uh, oh, owners. People. I just don't like to say owning, but yes, yeah, sure. Owners. One you of know, their, their parents. landlords. Just, yeah. Say it. Go ahead. Yeah, Parents. People. There you go. People. Yeah. Nerd. Co yeah. Roommates. So he is not imprinted on me, but he loves me. But if, uh, if Eva's away, you know that, has he said it? He says it in his own little way. Oh yeah. Little licks to the face. Maybe cuddles. He likes to, his big thing. It's funny. One of the cute things hot dog does is he loves laying on, on the bed, looking out the window and assessing and barking anything he sees walk by and you walk into the room and what he'll do is he'll lean on his back and then start waving with his, one of his front little paws. To like come and give him a belly rub. That's always nice. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so that's how I know he's. I'm. I'm in his inner circle. Tiny dogs that are yappy at the window. He's not yappy all the time. He's waiting for other dogs. He's waiting for other dogs. He's waiting for other dogs and he yaps at the other dogs when they come. But it's not like it's happening all the time. So anyways, yeah. uh, when Eva's away and I'm and it's just me and him at home, he's weirded out and like waiting for her to come home. And so there's like it's it's a it's a different experience. So it feels like I'm dog sitting because it feels like he wants nothing to do with me during that Sounds certain like, circumstance. But when she sounds around, like how my kids were when we when when they were babies. Just waiting for mama. Yeah. 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 So anyways. Yeah. Late games. Late games. So it was a grind for you. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's where I was going with this. So being home by myself with nothing on the go, it was waiting till late was a grind. It is. It is a little bit of a grind. Like, especially if you don't have anything to do and you're just sitting around. And if you're not managing your BPP. Well, I was going no BPP. So what I did to honor that decision is I went on DoorDash, ding dong and ordered a donair. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. So my uh, my DBG donor per game was it one? That's an excellent ratio. promo code. Real life pod gets you twenty five percent off and no delivery fees on your first order when you use DoorDash. Ding dong, we love them very much. I finally I heard the Liam ding on dong. Saturday. I also struggled on Saturday, admittedly, because a buddy and I got into some red wine on Friday, and I was kind of feeling a little fragile on Saturday. Morning. <sighs> so I yeah. slow moving. I had a, geez, I had a good red wine night on Friday. 
I was, I'm still reeling from it. It's good when you have, when you have good, like when it, when it just tastes good, like oh, yep. it's, it's just, we, uh, it adds. we did some cheese. We got some snacks. We were having some red wine, talking stonks. It was, it was wonderful. So you had the, you had a Pinot Noir and you had a Cab Sav. Which one of the two did you like better? The Pinot on this. Oh, this you're a lighter, case, you're a lighter one. Butter was delightful. I just thought the, uh, the 19 crimes I had was just, it was just a little too dry for my liking. But maybe my palate has yet to adapt to no, it. No, no, everyone's got their own thing. Maybe your Pinot Noir, nothing wrong with it. Everyone's got to find their. It took me a while. And I wasn't a big wine guy, and I'm starting to kind of get a little nerdy into it. But I've noticed I'm a Cab Sav guy, which I thought was like, and I and I was embarrassed to admit it because I felt like that's like wine with training wheels. Like, oh, everyone starts like the you know, it's it's just the it's the basic vanilla of wine. But I found out actually it's not, um, which is good. That makes me feel better with myself. But it is on the drier side, which for some reason I think I like. I'm still in a place of self-discovery, you know? Yeah. Gotta gotta find it out. I gotta get my bats in. So far, two bottles down, bread and butter, Pinot Noir, delightful. Well have you have you had a rose night? I haven't had a rose. Oh, okay, that's when I'm yeah. going to feel a little basic. You yeah. Know? That's wait till the summer and just get into, you know, get you, you and the, and the buddies around, get to have a bros a night and just I like that. rifle <laughs> through the, uh, rifle through the ro- chilled rose bottles on a nice warm day. But I'll tell you, we were going through the wine on Friday night, man, you solve some problems when you put back a couple, put back a couple bottles of wine. That's the, that's why red, red wine summits aren't so bad. No. Well, no, this is actually amongst friends. Day. Yeah, amongst friends. Saturday, though, feeling a little fragile. Eight o'clock start. I could have done with a matinee on Saturday. Oh, yeah. One o'clock. Well, you Saturday. get one this Saturday. One o'clock. Yeah, that's weird, though. It's at home at one o'clock. Yeah, it is weird. Is it hockey day in Canada or something like that? No, I don't think so. No, oh. it's just a day. Just, just a weird play, Playing day. the devils at one, like you all do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the others need all, all six points this week. I'll just say it right now. It, you, and, they're, and they're gettable. Well, the thing is, they, yeah, they should. Like, if 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 the last few games is the Edmonton Oilers for the rest of the season, you should play. You should beat those those all yeah. three of those teams, and then you get next it. week. The, the week after it gets tough, right? But yeah, next yep. week you hope for a split between Colorado and Dallas. To, and that's a back to back. That's a back to back. Yeah, that'll in, be a tough one. In order to make the playoff cut line, you need to go fourteen eight and one down the stretch right now. Wow, that sounds like a lot. It was 16 and one. Now they've gotten two straight wins. So you can, so you can set yourself up nicely. If you rack them up this week, get all three, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, 11, eight and one to hit the cut line. Like at that point, you're like, Oh, maybe we can push a little, maybe we get home ice in round one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just, I just, I'd be remiss not to bring up because next week's a bit of a gauntlet, but it ends the week ends in Calgary. We still have, I think we have 16 spots of 50 left for our bus trip to Calgary. Uh, So come and join us. You're going to want to be on the bus, people. It's a yeah, great time. It's going to be a bus. Where do uh, Bagwell County people, uh, what do they click? Where do they go? You can check it out on Oilers Nation's socials. We are going to have info up all over our social media. Or you can go right to BacksideTours.com. We're right on the front page. It's just right there. Nation Vacation, March 26th. Just click on that. Get your tickets. Hopefully, we'll have some shiny new toys on the roster to, uh, to display in Calgary. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. I also need to get myself uh, in peak physical condition for that game because it is a, it's been a minute since I've taken that trek up to the press level. Yes. Yeah. You got to get your stair game. 
My stair game is not tight right now. Yeah. Need a stair game. Uh, bring your appetite. Cause I will be leading a, uh, sorry, not leading. I will be at Singapore Sam's, uh, <laughs> at, uh, one PM to get a last minute red wine order in for some suspect food. I imagine it'll be a high quality red. We're getting, Oh, it, it'll be a box. <laughs> oh, God, it'll yeah. be, I'll get a, I'll, I'll get your house box of wine, please. Delish. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. It is. What now are you, what are you, what are you, yeah, what are you multitasking now? So there is a, an MLB Spanish reporter. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to butcher the name. Carlos Berga. 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 There was a, there was a baseball player, that same name. He might even, that might, is him. Yeah. Um, so he, <laughs> he posted, sorry, there you go. He posted on Instagram a picture of Freddie Freeman just won the World Series with the Atlanta Braves with a Toronto Blue Jays logo in the background. Obviously, caption is in Spanish. So I took it to Google Translate and I translated the caption and it says, well, my people, this is hot of the three teams. I understand that from today to tomorrow, he will sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. So if the Jays land Freeman, hello, I'll be fired. Is that good news, Tyler? That is very, yes. That is very very good news if they do it. Do you think we could do a nation vacation to a Blue Jays game this summer? Yes. Oh, I that'd would. be so much fun. Yeah, we can do that. I there there are enough Blue Jays fans here to do it. Like and again, if you did it nation vacation style, where like you fly out on a Thursday and you fly back Sunday night after, oh, the yeah, series, you can watch like three games, crush three games. Yeah, like um, that sounds like a hoot. It that'd does be so much fun. I've never been to an MLB game, so yeah, I'm all not? for this. We're sports fans. Love it. So like, let's say you pick the August 12th weekend. You could fly out like Friday morning. Yeah. You catch one, two, three games against Cleveland. That the might third. be folk fest. So I okay. have to pick it. So then you pick the 26th. You fly out Friday morning. You Why do, August? Why not July? I just figured draft. There's still hockey to do in July. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But oh, I'd way. see the Tigers kind of. So yeah, you could do, yeah, you could do that last weekend of July. Fry it, fly out Friday morning with a group. That's a long weekend too, isn't it? Friday, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. okay. Well, now anyways, you're you're eliminating a lot of the weekend. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just trying to. It's gonna play. Okay. So, anyways, we'll say 12th, second, 13th, or whatever the hell. The Where last, are they in Seattle? That's always impossible, fun. though, right? Because everything oh. gets so expensive out there that weekend, and tickets are impossible right. to get. I'm just spitballing here, Tyler. Don't get I know, mad. I know, but that would be a cool idea too. But you go to Toronto crushed three days there. I'd be super into it. Yeah. And we then go invade the playmaker office. Hey, with a group ooh, of 50 people. Yeah. We can go do a tour of the playmaker office. They'd love to have you. Um, but the last game on Sunday is what I'm saying is at one o'clock, right? So if you just get your flights back in the evening, you could honestly do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like nation vacation style, like in out, do your sports, get home. It'd be fun. I'd love to. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be so much fun. There's a lot to, uh, what other sports, what other sports are going on late summer like that? Is there anything that else we could make a, make that weekend work? Is we, MLS is soccer? Oh, now you're talking. Uh, yeah. I just figure, you know, put together an experience. Yeah. MLS, no MLS is around there. Oh, that would be I don't fun, know if, actually. It doesn't look like they're home that weekend though. Depends which weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Okay. You do like a Stay tuned. Long. We will work on a, uh, cause yeah. And, and, we'll part, and, it's, and, flying, and, and it's the thing, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be too expensive as long as we get a good, I don't know what like hotel rates are like in Toronto in the summer, but I'm sure we could put together some kind of package. And yep. the thing with that, it's getting normally with, with doing these nation vacations, it's getting the tickets is always the biggest challenge, but for, for it's that, it wouldn't easy. be. 
I'm sure Playmaker uh, has connections. They might. Yep. All right. There's just a big old stadium. Lots there. Lots of space. I'll bring my mitt. Tyler, would you be, would you make fun of me if I brought my mitt to the game? Uh, yeah, probably. What if I <laughs> catch a fly ball? You could have caught it Ooh, with, with your, your bare hands. hands. Yeah. Like a man. Catch it in your beer like a man. <laughs> You're not a man unless you break all the bones in your hand catching a fly ball. Uh, I, think four, I think 14 is the, uh, the age where you, you stop bringing mitts to the games. Yep. I'm bringing a mitt. Do yeah. it. Do it. Both BM. hands. I'm oh, infinitely ready. I'm just watching every player I picked in this DraftKings just plunk water, water. Ugh. Oh, just eight, oh, okay. August 12th to 16th. Is yeah. that? Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. Shit. What are the dates? I'm looking at August would be ideal though. Oh, okay. Thursday. Okay. You said like the 12th to 7th. Yeah. Oh, okay. That weekend works great. (sighs) Interesting. Putting things together here. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So we'll put good news. I'm seeing on the Oilers Twitter feed. Yes. Puliarvi's back on the ice. Yes. Skating in an orange Jersey. Correct. Yes. Maybe he's back tomorrow. I'd say the fact that he's not skating on a line though. Maybe it's hey, going to be one more at least day. He's on the knows? ice. Yep. Like Nuge isn't on the ice right now. So yeah. we're getting people back. Get healthy. Oh, come on, Nuge. Heal up, buddy. Oh, but then you know what that means? You're going to get the built in excuse from people being like, well, Nuge and Pooley Arvey coming back is kind of like a deadline acquisition. No, no, I no. Hate I hate that. that. No, no, no. I hate that. that. No. Josh Archibald well, would be considered a trade People are already saying that Evander Kane is the trade deadline acquisition. Like that's been going on for weeks now. Okay. And I have a beef with that too. And I'll end on this maybe. That Evander Kane signing for cheap and that falling into your lap is not the reason to go, well, that's enough for us. That's more of a reason to go, holy shit, we should push our yeah. chips into the middle this yes. year. Yes. Because yeah, Pooley RV's dirt cheap, won't be dirt cheap next year. Yamamoto's dirt cheap. He'll get a bump next year. Evander Kane might not be here next year. And if he is, he's certainly not making two million bucks. You have all these cheap contracts. You have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You have a Pacific division that I don't think is very good. You should be going all in. Yes. No reason to not to. Okay, so what does I all agree. in look like? Who do who are you who are we getting if we're going all in? Who are we getting? What's all in to you? Chicken? Josh Manson. Yep. Manson Someone would be that. good. Like you're going out and you're not doing the Calvin DeHaan, Justin Braun. You're doing the Josh Manson deal and you're going and getting a guy who comes in and plays hard for you, really impacts your top four. Isn't just someone who's serviceable and needs minutes. Yeah. You're going out and getting a, another depth piece up front. Like you're going out and getting bottom a, six, top yeah, six, bottom six center, who? bottom six winger. Who? Um, I mean, you're putting me on the spot a little bit here. Yeah, um, I know, but you're the pro. You're having nine side conversations right now and watching live golf. So I think you can get through this. <laughs> no, I need to pull up a list if I'm going to do it. If I'm, if I'm being honest. Well, yeah. While you're doing all those other things, you need the list. Normally yeah. you do, do, do that one thing first and then go back to the other, yeah. <laughs> other nine things. Um, who would be at the top of my list in terms of a depth forward? I kind of like Callie Yarncrock out in what Seattle. About, what about Nick Paul? Yeah, sure. Go get Nick Paul is on a rental. Why not? Go see what that guy's doing. Like, go out there, get a forward, get a defenseman, make two trades. One of them probably costs you the first. Yeah, well, that's in. fine. First is <laughs> go get Ricard. Raquel. Every first for the next few years is yeah. expendable. Yeah, I would. I would say you're giving up a first for a defenseman in whatever that deal ends up looking like, and then you're going out and getting someone who can play in your bottom six and knows how to play in the playoffs, even. And uh, you go really beef up this roster. 
keep, goaltending keep Archibald or don't trade Archibald. Cause then you're going to get someone else who can play in that spot. Fair. Right. Cause you only have so many spots in your lineup. That line. Cause what, what's that? Is, is it, is it Archibald Malone and Cassian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like, it's a nice little, that, that line hurts. Like, yeah. Oh, that's great. They're feisty. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll have more deadline talk on Thursday and I'm sure we'll have more rumors to chat. Hopefully about there's a trade to talk about. That might there's be. all this speculation of a traded line, but there's been no so action last year in the week leading up to the deadline between Monday and Saturday. We had eight trades on Sunday alone. We had eight trades and then Monday was the deadline. So that's, you know, you're kind of looking at probably eight deals. If history repeats itself between today and I Saturday, if the others would do something ahead of Monday since they play that night. They better. Yeah. It'd be so smart. You'd want, especially going into Colorado and Dallas and Dallas, like, okay, take the L in Colorado. Fine. But Dallas is on your heels. Yeah. You, we have to, that's a four point game. We have to win that one. This is looking a little far ahead, but if it's Koskinen and Smith on the roster for that Colorado Dallas game, who are you starting where? Oh, oh, Smith against Colorado. Take the L. <laughs> Hunt play like you're just just he's gonna get shelled, and you're like, <laughs> and just and well, maybe, maybe, maybe the battler comes back and There's surprises us. But like, yeah. you know, like that's like that's what Tampa did. Tampa was planning to like they played well enough. Like Elliot's been unreal lately, though. I know, but they've got Vasilevsky, so he's like bad lately. It's still Vasilevsky. Yeah, it's still Vasilevsky. Yesterday, and he stole it against Vancouver. Yeah, he stole so it against it Vancouver. Like yeah. so, like they like. But Elliot, fuck Elliot, gave him a fucking game and a half. Like he he played well. That's a good one-two punch. Really good one-two punch. But it looked like they were planning to like be fine with the yell in Edmonton. Yeah, and then like leave the end the road trip with the win in Vancouver was important for them. Or they thought they could win here with that Elliot. That's fair too. And maybe they think we suck. They they, they think Vancouver's more worthy of comp- the competition than Edmonton. Huh. Yeah, okay, that wouldn't make sense. Never know. Vancouver is hot right now. Bruce, there I don't like how hot they are, to be honest. How are they Going in page views? Quads was chirping me the other day. Now, yeah, quads needs to, uh, quads got humbled a couple of days ago. Oh, good, good, good. And uh, myself, Coomzy, and Zach Lang took took his chirps personally. And I like we it. showed him where the bear shits. So, for context, where, there, where, quads, where does the bear shit? Uh, the woods and yeah. the woods, yeah, 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 the Oilers Nation Forest. Mm hmm. Quads who runs, well, the TNN properties, but uh, more specifically runs Connects Army, was chirping bag milk in the team that Connects Army was beating with his nation in traffic in March. <laughs> yes, he was. And I love it. I love the competition. This is good. It breeds, is good. Breeds creativity. Yep. I agree. But right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also a competitor. Yes. I'm not going to he let poke you the bear. The Don't yes, poke the did. bear. But that's good. Maybe we should always be poking the bear or co- collective bears. Both sides had good weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the HGA group, Twig and Berries, DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, and Points Bet Canada. That's going to do it for episode 362 of the Real Life Podcast. We will be back on Thursday. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.